106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome to the High Cheese Show. This is John Shaken speaking. Folks, we are watching some pro wrestling today with Jason Cloud. Um, basically, you know, this is an idea that's just meant to uh, pop ourselves and have fun with. So we're going to start with a classic Ring of Honor match from uh, 2007. It's Brian Danielson versus Takeshi Morishima. But before we get into that, just to sort of, you know give a little background jason so where did your sort of pro wrestling fandom start and like how did you get into you um, know and like what do you watch now i guess so for the most part like growing up um i don't know like weirdly enough like my mom kind of thought it was funny i don't know she like she's like an english major and like a fine arts person and she thought it was just like this like really well presented theatrical like almost like bullshit and, you know, like, my brother and I didn't like plays or anything. So my mom, like, was like, hey, you know, like, this stuff is actually kind of entertaining. And, you know, like, your dad likes it, too. So we might as well watch this. Because a lot of it was, like, pretty well-written, just complete garbage. But it was, like, well-written, very theatrical. It's almost like, I don't know, like, she's called it Shakespearean before. I, she's very weird. But, like, <laughs> so that's where we're coming from. Like, growing up, we used to just, like, I don't know, like, probably once a month. We'd pull out, like, VHS tapes of, like, late 90s, early 2000s fights and uh, watch those. That's that's where I'm coming from. And nowadays, I've pretty much stopped watching all WWE and all anything but AEW and obscure, random YouTube midget wrestling fights that I can find. But you know, other than that, I, I've, uh, I've pretty much driven away from WWE. A lot of the Vince McMahon stuff has made it really... Uh, an unbearable product to watch for me. Uh, so I've been more of an AEW guy recently. Yeah, I so that's interesting. So I actually have a very different entry to it. Like my parents were completely against pro wrestling. Like they didn't want me to watch it at all. I was shown it by I was shown it at a friend's house in like second grade. It was like John Cena and The Undertaker and I thought it was just like the coolest shit ever. And, like, came home and, like, wanted to show my parents it. And it was, like, must have been, like, 2006 because it was right after Rey Mysterio won the World Heavyweight Championship. And it was, like, super excited. And I sat them down and we watched an episode and there was, like, a tables match on it. And it freaked them out. And they said, you're not allowed to watch it. So, of course, being told not allowed to watch it, I then had to find ways to watch it. Oh, yeah. So I used to watch Monday Night Raw replays on Telemundo on Sunday afternoons. So they wouldn't, you know, and they couldn't understand it because it was Spanish. So if, you know, they were hearing the television from, you know, from upstairs, they just thought I was watching Telemundo. John's watching more baseball. Exactly, exactly. But no, it was, <laughs> it was pro wrestling. And then, like, when I was... I guess 11 or 12, they started like, you know, being a little bit more lenient with what I was allowed to watch. And so I started watching it pretty regularly then. So I guess that's like 2010 ish. And um, so I was a big, you know, WWE fan for a good, you know, chunk of the mid 2010s there. 
um, but sort of lapsed when we got into college and sort of fell out with, you know, what it just got the WWE stuff. Like you said, it just got too unbearable to watch. Um, but then I actually came back to it. CM Punk's return to AEW uh, was what pulled me back in. And yeah, I've just been binging ever since. Yeah, it's always uh, interesting to me when people are like, oh, my, you know, my parents wouldn't let me watch this or that. We had, there's nothing we couldn't watch. Like we watched The Simpsons. I was like three or four. We started watching The Simpsons. And, like they're fine with South Park when I was like six. The only thing we ever couldn't watch is my dad hated Fear Factor so much. Like he hated and despised Fear Factor. I've never seen a single episode of Fear Factor. And now when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, look, Joe Rogan, he's an awful guy. I was right. Fear Factor does suck. Listen, there is, you know, a lot of merit to, to you know, it's Joe Rogan, so it must suck. You know, I I was not a big Fear Factor fan, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's, you know, and as far as, like, you know, uh, cringe TV, <laughs> pro wrestling's about as far as I go. Um, but, yeah, Fear Factor, yeah. yeah, no, you're not missing out on much, I don't think. Although there's just like there, the, speak. There's a crossover there. I've seen the WWF episode of Fear Factor, oddly enough, because the Hardy I Boys are on. I, we should watch that at some point. <laughs> we should watch it. That would be, yeah. If I could find that, we'll definitely yeah. watch it. I'll go. I'll do a deep dive looking for that. Yeah, well, definitely. You <laughs> that should. would be phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So and like, so I would say in like the last year, I've really. I was always, you know, looking for other stuff outside of, like, the WWE stuff that I watch. So I would watch, you know, ROH and I would watch TNA and whatever I could find in the mid-2000s. But now it's like, you know, I would say I, you know, aside from AEW, am drawn to, like, the Japanese wrestling a lot and, like, their style, their strong style. So that's, like, a little bit of, like, what we're going to see here today with Morishima He's, you know, this hulking 320 pound, just like big dude who just clobbers the heck out of guys. Um, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll set the stage sort of as we go through the match, but we might as well just get right to it, right? I'm all, let's go. All righty. So, I'm going to pull it up here and. Just for the benefit of anyone who's deranged enough to listen to the audio version of this, I'm going to count down um, so you can hit play at the same time as us. Actually, I'm going to hit play and make sure that the volume is okay, because that would be... All right, that's about as low as we can go. All right, so this is available for free on the Ring of Honor YouTube channel, like you know, hopefully this doesn't get us in trouble for doing it this way, but it's fine. There you see a young Brian Danielson. The bald Brian Danielson look always pops me because it's just very different from how he looks now. Can I turn this down? I might just have yeah. to mute this. God, I love how I love how you can tell it's the mid 2000s by just the crowd. But everyone's just dressed like it's 2007. Oh yeah, all the po striped polo shirts in the crowd. By the way, I've heard like terrible things about like the smell of a 
wrestling crowds as you could probably imagine. Yeah. There, there's a stench to these crowds, unfortunately. Um, so Morishima comes from there was a talent exchange with Pro Wrestling Noah that ROH had. Um, where basically, you know, Ring of Honor guys would go over to Japan and wrestle and Pro Wrestling Noah, and they sent guys over to America. So, like, the big stars came, like, Kenta Kobashi wrestled Samoa Joe, and um, Misawa came over and wrestled as well. Um, but, like, the two guys who really, like, came over as young guns and, like, made names for themselves was Kenta, who you might be familiar with as like mid like 2014 Hideo Itami from WWE NXT um he's more famous for his Ring of Honor stuff and his Noah stuff and now his New Japan stuff um so he's a big star that made his name in Ring of Honor but Morishima is the other one so he's the champion right now this is you know a few months into his reign he was made ROH champion the second night in the company he beat Homicide two nights in. So, like, they really pushed him fast. Um, and, I mean, you could, I mean, look at him. He's <laughs> just a fat galoof who just gives no shits. Um, I, when, the one thing I love about pro wrestling is that it's just, you know, like, oh, there's no concern about size difference. We got, like, guys like Rey Mysterio wrestling the great Kali. We got, like, guys like that, exactly like this. 300 yeah. pound, six foot, whatever dude, versus this. Hey, he's probably six feet more. Yeah, it was probably six feet, but you know, like. Dude, oh, that's not, being generous. I think he's, he's like 5'9. <laughs> he's probably not, not a freaking cent over 200 pounds. Yeah, no. Um, But yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, style. That's what I love about pro wrestling is that, like, you know, the styles make fights type deal where. You know, it's a it's a David and Goliath. You know, that's the story that, you know, they'll tell throughout this is sort of the David versus Goliath, you know, trope. But, you know, there's a reason why it's that old of a trope. And the reason why it's a trope is because it's good and it works. And so it's simple storytelling, but it's effective storytelling. Stick and move, stick and move. So this is like Danielson at like what people would probably say was like his pre-WWE peak. Yeah. You know, 2007, 2008. He was just like producing banger matches all the time. Have you seen much of like mid-2000s Ring of Honor? I've seen a little bit, not a ton. There's there's a lot of good Danielson matches. We should watch the. I'm writing a review of the Danielson Kenta match that um, was about a year before this one, and um, it's uh, I don't know. I personally pop more for Morishima just because he's a big galoof, but Kenta, like, his kicks are, like, for real hard. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no, I always love, I love a big, you know, my all-time favorite wrestler across any genre is just the great Kali. Cannot love the great Kali. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know anyone else who would, like, 
choose the great Kali as their favorite wrestler, but that's great. I mean, like, there's a few matches where he finishes it by just squeezing dudes' heads. Like, come on, how can you yeah. not love that? You would, um, there's a guy from, there's a famous wrestler from the 60s, even earlier than that, named Fritz von Erich. His finishing move was the claw. He would just claw guys' heads, just palm like, their domes. Like, that's just what you want. Yeah. The Von Erich family, you should look them, look it up. They are a tragic wrestling tale. Um, but, you know, family of wrestlers, all the sons died before, you know, 30 or whatever. Uh, that does seem that's, to not be the safest of professions. Yeah, that's like the quick summary of it. There's, you know, a lot more detail to it that you just don't. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of histories of the Von Erics that you know do it more justice than I could ever. So, oh, by the way, just to mention what's about to happen. So these strikes in the corner, you see Danielson taking them to the head. And um, right about uh, in th <laughs> there's one right of coming up that is going to actually for shoot that one right there uh, detaches Brian Danielson's uh, retina for real. Um, so we are about like five minutes into this match. It's like a 20-minute match. He just goes right back to the head because, you know, it's, you know, it's pro wrestling, brother. Gotta gotta get the job done. Show's gotta go on. Yeah. Also, you'll notice the referee is Paul Turner, who is an AEW ref now. That's kind of a fun little nugget right there. But, um... He's trying to figure out why he can't see Pretty much. Like, so the story goes is that, you know, he wrestles the rest of this match with, you know, only vision in one eye. And, um, I don't know. To me, it makes it, like, <laughs> for the next five minutes, at least, where Morishima's in control. It's just much more, like, of a cringeworthy watch when you know that, like, that's what's happening. Yeah, just like he just keeps <laughs> hitting him in the head, and uh, yeah. One of the other things I just enjoy about pro wrestling is all of these kicks, and they're wearing like sold shoes. Yeah, and you know, listen, they pull. You know, you know, obviously they're pulling their punches, they're pulling their kicks, but like it still hurts. It still hurts. Like, I think you're still feeling it. <laughs> like, even just getting stepped on hurts. So, like, if this dude's foot hits you, even, like, you know, pulling his pulling his kick, it's still not going to feel good, you know? There's a little talking between Danielson and the ref and Morishima and the ref probably telling him, oh, fuck, I can't see. What do we do? Uh, keep going, I guess. <laughs> just throw your 320 pounds on me, brother. But see, what makes this notable is that even with vision in one eye, he still manages to put on a great performance. And, you know, 
I don't know, to me at least, eventually makes you forget. And we'll get there because, you know, still got another five to ten minutes of, you know, your big heel dominating. But he does make you almost forget that, like, he's injured, which is quite the feat. While also selling the injury. God, that headband guy in the crowd is sending me. <laughs> yeah, Ring of Honor mid-2000s crowds were something. You see a Bulls Jennifer jersey back Jordan there? Jer it's totally a Jordan jersey. Who else? It's got to be. Nobody's been two. There's got to be a three after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now the commentary starts talking about the eye, too, and, like, pointing it out and, like, oh... I think there's something wrong with his eye and like commentary has no idea They're You know, they think it's, you know, they think he's faking it, but nope. So this was, so this is coming out. This is in the Manhattan center, which is where like the very first Monday night Raws were ever filmed so like i don't know what pops me also about roh in the mid 2000s was that they were running these like historical wrestling buildings so they would run you know the hammerstein ballroom where a lot of ecw shows happened and they'd run the manhattan center and like the ecw arena in philadelphia and like all these by the way crowd died from danielson i there's reasons why he doesn't do that move anymore, but, like, how awesome would it be if he still did that move? Yeah, like, you know, that's one of the things that you can't fake. Like, that hurts like fuck. You just jumped into a bunch of chairs. Yeah. Like, that's no matter like, how well you've practiced jumping into chairs. <laughs> and, like, they're not even, like, those, those are the rigid chairs, too. They don't have any give to those. You know, they're sitting in ballroom yeah, they're chairs. Not like they're not the, sitting uh, in folding chairs. Classic freaking stage chair that's just going to not hurt, like just break and not hurt. Yeah. So this is sort of the comeback part that I was talking about where, like, Danielson just, like, makes you forget that he's hurt, which is, like, to me is an incredible achievement because, like, he's powering through what got it, what has got to be, like, a lot of pain. And like, yeah, you know, you know, probably severe vision issues. Yeah. I mean, you can see him. His up. eyes are like, even his good eye is like barely open right now. Do you like Brian Danielson? That's a I'm good question. I'm kind of a Danielson fan. I don't yeah. like the no hair look. No. Yeah, this look was not his best. Uh, I like the man bun now. That's a good look. For I him. do. I do as well. I personally think, you know, I'm so he's returning from injury tonight, which is part of the reason why I wanted to watch this one specifically. Um, You know, and. I, you know, I'm excited for that because he's probably one of my favorites. And the ironic thing about him is that I missed a lot of like the Daniel Bryan WWE stuff. So like I 
took a break from watching when like CM Punk left. So like it was right before he got pushed to be like a mega star. Yeah. And then he was forced to retire, of course. And then when he came back, we were just, you know, that was when we were in college and that's when I, you know, stopped watching. So I yeah. missed like a lot of his Daniel Bryan era. Yeah. And it wasn't the wasn't the greatest. No, but what it helped him do is like it helped him, you know, what is so impressive about Brian Danielson is he was able to adapt to like the WWE, you know, yeah. parody of pro wrestling style. And like it's just so impressive that, you know, he got his back thighs, to doing man. it. His thighs are so thick. Yeah, dude. Morishima, big fella. He retired in 2015 and like never came back, which is, you know, unfortunate because, you know, in pro wrestling years, he was still sort of young, but he had health issues and stuff. But this was his peak, probably 2007 ish. But yeah, Brian Danielson, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a big John Cena hater. I'll put that one out there. That's fair enough. I really enjoyed that video I sent you. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, my God. Yeah. John Cena, the... Uh, the racist rapper. The Boston racist rapper. Yeah. Which, like, you know, given that his next phase was a military hustle loyalty gimmick. Yeah. Maybe could have seen that one coming. He seems he put out a PSA. You know the PSA he did. Uh, that was like a good, you know, save democracy PSA or whatever. That was okay. Yeah. But yeah. If we if you delve into pro wrestlers' political views, you will quickly become disillusioned right. with pro wrestling. Oh, man, you just gotta be on the Randy Ventura. The uh, what's his name? The former governor Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Ventura. The, yeah. the former socialist governor of Minnesota. Yeah. Also a former WWF pro wrestler. I don't think he's socialist anymore. <laughs> he's a uh, progressive still. He's no longer a socialist. Um, yeah. He had that beef with Chris Kyle's widow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. He Jesus. was in the right on that one, though. <sighs> the court said so. Jesse Ventura was on Chris Jericho's podcast and like, Speaking of pro wrestlers, you don't want to get into the politics of her. You'll quickly yeah. become not fans of Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> Jesse Ventura was just spewing off like whatever online conspiracy theory he had read that day. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. This is this is sort of the um. You know separate the art from the artist i don't really want to talk about that conversation really but like you know it's pro wrestling man i mean if you're stupid enough to do to be a pro wrestler and like willingly do this to your body then you know you probably don't have that many lights on upstairs yeah but i love it <laughs> gotta love it Gotta chop the big man down, attacking the leg. 
you can hear the crowd too. They really want, you know, they don't want, they don't want Morishima. They want Danielson and, you know, you know, this is heel, a 2007's American crowd though. So he'll, he'll baby crowd, you know, Danielson's the baby face. So it makes sense. Also like, He's giving that side of his head to the like the strikes and the kicks, which I think is like the most insane part. Like he could just, you know, easily turn his head, but no, he wants to be kicked in that side, which is insanity. Oh, and here we go. So his finisher was he just dropped people on their heads, which rules. Um, that is a, so. always a good finisher. I also, so I'm hoping that like it's not going to happen because there, you know, there's no recapturing like what this was in terms of like what ROH meant. Oh, God. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that rules. That's my favorite move he does. He just sits on people. <laughs> um, but like, if they could bring back some elements of this Ring of Honor for whenever the Ring of Honor television show starts, I would much appreciate that. Like, even just bringing back, like, this look of, like, the mat and the turnbuckles, like, the black mat with the logo in the middle. Some minimalist uh, attire. Yeah, and, like, it looks great, honestly. And uh, the red turnbuckles, too. It's very old school. This is like what I want my pro wrestling to look like, you know, kind of a smoky arena, you know, dingy lights, you know, and just two two dudes going at it in like the middle of like a frenzied crowd. Yeah, my only like just putting on a great performance. The lack of uh, the lack of beers I see in the crowd. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was the main event. They might have drank their beers already. I would be blasted at this point. I'm sure many of these people are. Yeah. And here we go. Here's Morishima in the most peril he's been in all match. Cattle mutilation locked in. Which I think is just an excuse to show off how good of a bridge Danielson can do. I think you're right. Which, like, it's a good bridge, so more power to him. Also, well, like... You can't be applying that, you know, like, realistically, it can't be applying that much pressure to the head. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, so like, this is the thing about like the sort of the Japanese style of pro wrestling is that like it was encouraged that like you would, it is encouraged that like if you're putting on a submission, you, you know, hold on tight so it looks real. And, you know, so for like example, a cross arm 
cross arm bar or whatever, like, you know, you're not going to pull on the guy's arm, like, actually out of its socket, but, like, you're going to yank on oh, it to make bit. it look real. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm sure it feels fine, but not really. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, brutal. Flattened. Quality reversal right there. That's how you gotta do it. Oh, and back to selling the eye. My favorite uh, bit in wrestling is um, when you're like up in a match and you try to throw, like you try to put the guy on the ropes and throw him and he lands on you. It's just like such a classic pro wrestling trope. Absolutely perfect. And here we go. Morishima is just too much. Even if Danielson fires up, he's going to get destroyed. Good night. What a clothesline. What a lariat. Do you know who Stan Hansen is? No, I'm not aware of right. Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. Oh, there's the backdrop driver. And that's all she wrote, folks. Um, Stan Hansen is a wrestler from the 70s, 80s, and 90s who got really big in Japan. And... Um, pause and basically was you know evil american cowboy gimmick was his thing but he ended up becoming so popular that it turned into like good american cowboy gimmick um but his thing was he would just lariat people to like hell and uh love it there's a lot of stan hansen in morishima so I would recommend if you haven't seen any Stan Hansen to look him up because I will. There's there's some classic uh, all Japan pro wrestling stuff from Stan Hansen. So um, so yeah, that's Morishima versus Danielson. It was a phenomenal fight. Yeah, so there is um, they fought three more times. The the middle two are not that important really, but their last one um is worth checking out. So we might watch that again at some point because it's a, uh, personally, I think it's uh, even better match than this one. Although it's more of a street fight than a, you know, traditional match. But I had, you know, maybe it was because I knew that like the detached retina was the thing I had more fun watching the other one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's our first episode of watching pro wrestling with Jason and John. Uh, this has been high cheese. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like share and subscribe. Yeah.